welcome to episode 201 of Chris Apocalypse, a counter-protest podcast against the Tory government in which we eventually take them down with our critical comments about their politics. How you doing, Ant? It's not going to work. It's not going to work? No. No, they have literally no shame. No. Uh, my favourite quote of this week is, do you work in business? To a homeless person getting a free meal at a shelter around Christmas. Yeah. Rishi Sunak. The man who leads... It's man of the people. Man of the people. Do you remember that time we had an interview when he was a teenager and he said, I've got lots of friends, rich friends, poor friends, actually no poor friends. No. Working class. No, middle class. <laughs> that, was his, that was his thing. Well, did you see the interview today where uh, where he said, uh, where he was asked by Laura Kunisberg, the official um, Russia Today correspondent for the fucking Tory government, um, he was asked, would you do a job for 19K? And he goes, no, I do an important job. <laughs> That's how much nurses are paid. Great, great, <clears throat> fantastic. Not I hope to he gets worry. An ear infection. Not to <clears throat> worry. Well, I hope he just dies. Um, not to worry though, because you know, the end of the world's coming soon. Just got to keep bringing it on. I hope it's speed towards the apocalypse. And then Elon Musk will fuck off on a rocket, and we'll get to have one. No, day. I'm, no, Elon Musk is getting the. Um, you still got a label on the t-shirt? Do I? Oh god. Yeah, you got a label on the oh, t-shirt. Yeah, have you so- had that on you all day? No, 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 I just put it on because yeah. my other t-shirt was soaking wet after being out. No, Elon Musk is going to get the um, the chip in his brain. Do you reckon he's going to do He's going to blo- lobotomise himself. Oh, God, he's going to get the chip in his brain, immediately piss himself, set on fire and run into a wall at mm. full speed. Be like the monkey in Nope. Yeah. Just, go, <laughs> just go fucking crazy. <coughs> yeah, the man who doesn't believe in pronouns but does call his child Jean blah 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 blah. Lex. Lil X Lil X is what he calls him now Yeah Fucking idiot The man's a dickhead He's a fucking idiot People think he's smart Are fucking stupid They're all so fucking stupid Mm. Like can you imagine Being so thick You think that these people That are currently running the world Are smart people Because they're just not You're a fucking pig shit individual If you think so Anyway And It's been Christmas It's been New Year Mm. I got sick again So we're delayed by a week but we're going to do our best of 2022 episode today. Are we? Yeah. No. We're just going to review one thing before we go on to the best of the year. No. So we're each going to get to have like a little review. Yeah. All right. So do you want to go first with a little review or do you want well, me to go first? first, last Let me find out. Week. Great, great question. I mean, I could find out quicker. It was me. It was you, wasn't no, it? No, I'm first. Okay. So before we review anything... Yeah, I'm going though, on that later. Before we review anything, though, quickly, just some stuff that's come out. Um, Evil Dead Rise had a trailer. Did you watch it? I don't think there's stuff that could just come out. Noah Schnapp from Stranger Things. He's just come out as gay. What a shock. I know. I'm right. shocked. Who would have bloody funk it? Hmm. Um, okay. <laughs> Best of luck to them. You know, I hope they're happy. Hmm. I don't really understand why... Like, I understand why there's a press release for this, because as a young man, he's in... It wasn't one a press of... release, it was a TikTok. I thought there was it's like a... TikTok a press release now. Oh, did he do a TikTok of himself? Yeah. It just came out? Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I thought that, like, Netflix had made made a thing. Because you remember they accidentally outed that by actor from Heartbra- Heartstopper or Heartbreak or whatever the programme was. I don't know. Yeah, anyway. Never mind. Evil Dead Rise trailer came out. I'm very excited for this. Are you excited for Evil Dead Rise? Comes out in April? Maybe. Are you going to watch it? Probably. Okay. Banshees of Inisherin and The Menu came out on Disney+. Plus. Did you watch them? No. No? Yeah? No. No? Yeah? No. Uh, there's a YouTube channel that I follow called Mellow Gaming. They had their top 10 games of the year this year. 
Yeah, didn't they? Didn't they? That was a little video. I watched that. I watched I the know. whole thing. I wouldn't watch stuff like that. Fucking you wouldn't watch stuff like that? No. No, probably a pervert. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so we're going to get onto our review portion of the, the day. No. I'm going to review my first thing. No. I saw the new cinematic masterpiece. You best not fucking spoil Megan. Mafregan. It's not Megan. There's a free in the title. Mafregan. All right? Say it properly. The sequel's going to be called Megan's. No, it's going to be Mafregan. <laughs> What are they going to call the third one? <laughs> me five gun. No, it'll be me five gun. The third, the third one, because it'll be they've they've made the robots into military applications. Ah, sweet. Um, anyway, so Mafregan. Uh, it's a story of uh, it, it's mostly the story of a little girl who loses her parents and uh, and has to go live with her aunt. Her aunt just so happens to be the creator of like an AI toy called My Animal or My My Pet, which is essentially like a very advanced Furby. Well, like actual AI applications, so it can learn stuff about its user, but it's very limited in what it can learn. Oh. And then it can like speak to the, but it doesn't have any functionality beyond being able to like watch YouTube with a kid and react to YouTube. So it's like, you know, all that Nazi propaganda on YouTube yeah. absorbs it straight up, straight up takes it. Sweet. Um, basically, the, um, the, the, the crux of, of the film is that they are trying to advance the toys to make something more, uh, more interesting. And, and more advanced, but the company they work for, the toy company, want to make something that's that's a little bit dumber, a little bit cheaper to manufacture so they can sell more of them. Yeah, which is probably would be a good thing in general because, you know, if you make something dumber and cheaper, it's less likely to try and take over the world. Well, they do the opposite of dumber and cheaper and make a very expensive AI robot, which they dub Mafregan. Oh. So Mafregan is, like, they show you at the beginning... What do they call her in the film? Megan. Yeah, exactly. The film's called Mafregan. Mm. Let's just agree to disagree on this one, and one of us has seen Dis-a-fregan. the movie. Pardon? Disafregan. Let's disafregan on this one. <laughs> um, so, um, so the little girl goes to live with her aunt, who's this toy producer, and they are trying to create a a version of the toy that's more advanced. It's it's like a an actual an actual. Um, little child that the kid can have and they can grow up with. So it's like a friend. So it's like an actual learning robot that they can have and it helps them develop and learn it. Like has access to the internet and all the other stuff. So probably more than like going to become a Nazi as well. Those things seem to happen. That's how it happens with AI most of the time. Hmm. Anyway. um, And, and Megan starts, Megan starts acting up, starts showing, exhibiting some, some strange behavior and they start getting concerned and, and you know, things go crazy. So um, I'm not going to spoil any. I'm not going to go into any more detail about the film. That's that's the plot, right? Better not, because I'm expecting fucking malignant Le- levels of. It doesn't go malignant levels joy. of. It doesn't go malignant levels of joy. But there mm. is. I'm going to be totally honest with you. I enjoyed this more than malignant. Um, just because, just disrespect. because this moves a little bit quicker than malignant did. Because malignant was an overly long movie. It was an hour and a half. It was longer than that. It was, it was like, like two an hours. An hour and a half long. It was like two hours long. It doesn't feel like an hour and a half. <laughs> um, whereas Mafriga moves along a lot better, a lot, lot quicker. Malignant, and- film of best film of 2021. <laughs> uh, anyway, so Mafriga... Snubbed at the Oscars. <laughs> so, yeah, for special effects especially. Um, one best of the dramatic things- performance from that one, one the- girl who was in... I think Power Rangers once or something. I don't know. Oh, yeah, one of the girls was in something. Who knows? Anyway, so <laughs> one, of, one of the things that I find really interesting <coughs> about this film is it is both it is both incredibly um, 
incredibly cold in its treatment of people, but also tinged with such a hopeful idealism that I can't help but think whoever wrote this obviously didn't like get another pair of eyes on the script, or at least didn't get a pair of cynical eyes on the script, or this was intended to be a lot darker, and this version is just, you know, um, is like the PG-13 in a way where they've just sort of sanitised the script quite a bit. It's a 15. Yeah, it's a PG-13 in the US. So yeah, but... That's like a 12 here normally. It means nothing in America, No, I know, it? but it's like a 12 here normally, but it's a 15 for this for this movie. But anyway, so so there's like a few moments, like there is one particular moment in one, in which a child is is bullying the little girl who owns Mafregan, and the bully gets Mafregan, drags her into the woods, and he's on top of her. And you kind of think, like, there's a darker element to this. Like, he's a teenage kid. They're all around 13, 14, 15. There's, like, a darker thing going on here. Like, like um, they're recognising that that the problematic behaviour of this child could be personified in, like, a almost a, a physical or even sexual sadism that's not been... But no, that's not what it is. He just slaps her in the face. And I felt like, I felt like they're hinting at something, or at least the script originally Some people hinted. were into that. Maybe. Um, and then, like, there's also a line... I think you're imagining things again. There's a line when they're introducing Mafregan to the to the audience and also to, the to like, one of the toy people to be like, this is a product we can make. And he asks, is it more expensive or less expensive than a Tesla? And I was like... I, I sort of took that as... There are definitely perverts that would buy <clears throat> this toy to fuck it. And is it more or less than the other toys they buy... Well, are the Teslas? Like Teslas that are barely functional. And they're, like, they're just like a status symbol. Teslas thing. have fleshlights in them now, don't they? <laughs> Probably. Um, but no, I, I think that like when I say it's written with like, there is no mention of this is going to be abused. The fact that you've got a, you've got what is essentially like a small robot. This sounds like it's all in your head. No, it's not. It's, this sounds it's like definitely, you... the world is a fucking horrible place. Yeah, this is you and Mad projecting. No, no, but like if you could buy a child... That there's no legal ramifications it's not a to in the film. I know it's not questioning the film. That's so then, why that's I'm... the thing. So you don't need but to bring it up. It's a horror movie. You don't need to bring it up then. But then, like these awful implications of creating <sighs> this thing, and they don't ask about the moral implications of creating. It a, doesn't matter. A... It's about a robot dog thing that kills people. Are you saying that I should just? You didn't ask that about Chucky, did you? Yes. Did you? Did you ask that about Chucky? About the new one, yeah. About Chucky, not the old one. No, the old Chucky. No, because the old Chucky wasn't like a like it wasn't like a it wasn't like a living, breathing. This is essentially a living Chucky's thing. Chucky's alive. Yeah, I know he is after the fucking curse, the voodoo curse, and he has sex in some of those films. Yeah, good for him. So clearly, they thought about it. <laughs> the creators knew that that was an implication. By the idea that he's becoming a physical... Well, because, like, in the films, he eventually starts becoming more and more human, despite being in the dolphin. Anyway, that's besides the point. What I'm saying is, at no point does anyone go, wait a second, should we really release a child-sized toy that can be abused in a way that could be quite bad? I don't think Megan would take it. Well, no, she she wouldn't. But I think that in well, there this, you go, they don't know she can be violent towards people, so they mm. don't know that she wouldn't just... It's grim, I know, but this needs to be something that's brought up in adult films in the context of these horrible things. Only if you're thinking about it. No, because the world is a fucking grim place. Yeah, well, you should get that out of your head. You should just watch the film. Prince Andrew exists in this world, so we always must be vigilant <clears throat> that any time anyone could be trying to access something to do notorious things to children, because Prince Andrew is still alive. He's like the Freddy Krueger of the world now. But anyway, Mafregan, it's pretty good, mate. 
Give it a Kate Blanchett. <clears throat> you and your imagining situations for it's films. It's not imagining situations. I think that it's a valid point that should be addressed in a film that's an adult horror film where you're already dealing with subjects like the death of someone's parents. A child dealing with severe mental health issues linked to yeah, linked that's, that's to her the parents. point of the film. Yeah. Not whether you can then, bang a robot doll. But no one is asking about the moral implications of creating something that people will have access to and be able to abuse. It's not that smart a film. It's... It's a pretty smart film, dude. It's about a robot doll that kills people. you got to be pretty smart to come up with that. Why aren't they thinking about these things? Yeah. Well, you've think- got to be pretty smart to come up with a, a doll that kills people. Yeah. Annabelle. Yeah. Child's Play. Yeah. Puppet how much, Master. How much money did... Th- if we're going by how much money films make... Really got to be smart to come up with a doll that kills people. <laughs> uh, it's not like cars kill people. Christine. Rappers do what? No, Christine. Honestly, no. You were you were thinking of Goldie looking chain. I've seen them live. Well, they're just stating facts. Um, I tell you what, it's just it's just it's one of those things, right? Where you just you think to yourself, like, it's not a bad movie. Just I think that I think <laughs> that they should, at the very least, they should have a line in it where they're like, where they're like, we're going to put in things so that this can't be abused, so that people can't be like. Well, they did. It kills people. No, but that's not been... They didn't program that into it. Accidentally happens. Like, that's not part of it. That's that's accidentally happening. Mm-hmm. Although, if they did go like... If they did go like, leave the killer thing in just in case anyone tries to fuck it. Then I'd be like, great. Perfect. Yeah. We've got safety features. What are those safety features? If someone tries to put their dick in it, it fucking tears it off and kills them. Yeah. And then when, like, the police turn up and they're like, they're like, oh, God, this is a... What happened? It's like, suicide. What? But his dick's been torn off by the robot doll. He was trying to fuck. No, it's a suicide. <laughs> Class of suicide. Protect his family, <laughs> like every politician in, in America. Do they show where the battery compartment is? <laughs> Can you imagine though? Like every politician in America, like the police turn up, like, oh my god, it's horrific. What happened? It's like, chief, it looks like this guy tried to fuck a doll and it ripped his dick off and shoved it down his own throat. Like, no, that's the president of the United States. He'd never do that. It's clearly a suicide. <laughs> he wouldn't choke on it. That's true. It just goes straight down like a pistol. There's no gun. How did he kill himself? It's like, clearly there is a gun. (laughs) And then just drop the gun in his hands. It's like, wow, suicide rates have gone gone up since this this little doll's been released. (laughs) That'd be great. I'm actually, I think that might be the sequel idea they need. No, the sequel will be there's two Megans. No, Mafregan. Right? And there's a good one that's no, protecting a kid. Mafregan the sequel. And a bad Megan who's liquid metal. No, Mafregan the sequel. Called Megans. Mafregan the sequel. They they accidentally release a robot with an anti-rape <clears throat> device in it that kills paedophiles that try to fuck it. Yeah. And then you'll have a bunch of people on the internet going like, Lolly's not paedophilia, yeah, yeah. they're demons! <laughs> Talk about paedophiles a lot, you know. I know, I'm trying to think of a way to combat them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. An army of Megans. Is that, <laughs> is that, is that your plan? <laughs> the more we talk about, the more entertaining it sounds. Just like doing a little dance down an alley, and someone's like, "Oh!" In a Pizza Express. <laughs> Prince Andrew on the intercom. Who's that little girl out near Hampton Court Palace? What dancing seductively at me? <laughs> oh, she's ripped my dick off and she's shoving it down my throat. Mum, give her 12 million. Stop her from doing this. Uh, anyway. For a year. <laughs> I 
Queen knew she was fucking out, coming, going out. Any yeah, time I reckon. She's like, yeah, I'll pay for one year silence. Yeah, one year silence. And then once I'm dead, no one's signing these checks again. Charles's problem. Charles already apparently kicked off of him. <laughs> I'm fucking blaming Pedo and the family. Although saying that Charles did try to fuck Diana when she was under sixteen, so and he was thirty. Well, Diana was selected for him. No, she wasn't. He was dating her she sister. Was. She was. She was picked by the Queen Mother. Good breeding stock. He was dating her sister, but because her sister had already had sex with someone, he couldn't marry her because she was tainted, whereas Diana wasn't. And for some reason, according to all the biographies about Diana, she didn't have sex in her, in her, like, in her youth, which seems weird because she was quite attractive. But she lived in London with a group of friends in a little flat. I'm sure she never did. I reckon she was, like, banging all the dudes. And then Charles came along and was like, like, I remember you. You were quite attractive when you were 14. Less so now you're over 16, but... <laughs> Fucking bunch of weird old pedos. Anyway, and your review? Oh, Kane Blanchett. Mifidigan. I enjoyed it a lot. Had a lot of fun. I just, like I said, I want a sequel in which you they hunt pedophiles. You just imagine situations. Yeah, I want a sequel yeah. where Megans are used to hunt pedophiles. <clears throat> yeah. You know, like in uh, 13 Reasons Why, when like in season three they were like, oh, the rapist wasn't actually that bad. I want it to be like that. It's like, it's like there's someone that was like, he keeps saying he was wrongly convicted and then he buys a Megan doll and they're like, oh no, <laughs> my freaking. <laughs> just an hour and a half. You know, like coffin floppers in, <laughs> I think you should leave now. It's just coffin, people's coffins breaking open and dead bodies rolling down hills. It's just an hour and a half of people opening up boxes of <laughs> my freaking and getting naked and the doll just ripping their dick off. An hour and a half of dick ripping action. <laughs> I uh, mean, whatever floats your boat, man. I mean, I'm buying my ticket tomorrow if they announce it. <laughs> There's a lot of dick ripping in this horror movie. <laughs> uh, your review, Ant. You need weird perversions. Right. Okay, so I'm supposed to review something. Yeah. Okay, I watched um, Strange World. Why don't I say that? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. New, new Disney film. My that film of the year. No one knew came out. My film of the year, best film ever. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's average. It's all right. It's it's pretty average. It's, it's fine. fine. <laughs> you know. Um, so it's a story about Jake Gyllenhaal, where some guy, his dad's a big adventurer, and he was raised to be an adventurer, but he doesn't want to be an adventurer. He wants to be a farmer, and he discovered some like plant-like stuff that powers everything in this world. Yeah, like bio batteries. You know, they split apart. His dad went off to keep adventuring past this ravine that they you'd never crossed before. Yeah. Um and he builds a whole society and there's like, you know, people work respect him because he's built this whole society um off the back of these this plant stuff. And then they think, oh the plant's in danger. We have to travel to the source of it and fix it. Uh, there's a big old adventure. Crazy wacky adventure. His son stows along on the journey, um, and his son, you know, he, he his dad plans for his son to become a farmer one day, just like he did. And then the story's basically about, like, you know, being your own person, not following in your father's footsteps, not, you know, just not, not, not giving in to the expectations of you, which is a bit of an old-fashioned story for 2023, really. I've seen this story a million times where it's like... I don't want to carry on the family business, Dad. And um, it's not really a thing nowadays. That's that's sort of like the sort of story that died out like 50-odd years ago. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, 
people don't have their own businesses as much now nowadays as they used to you know unless you're really rich um you know you, you, the corner shop isn't as common as it was before the you know the home bakery and all this sort of stuff it's not a it's not a thing as much anymore as it used to be you don't you don't have your own little bakery in the corner of the town you work for greg's nowadays so it is mm. you know i'm sure bob greg's who runs Greg's has a son. Is that his name? Who's he plans to take over Greg's or someday's Greg? I Greg's. don't want to be a Greg's dad. <clears throat> He's got all the clothes. Yeah, all the Greg's uh, merch from Primark. Um, you know, maybe maybe Greg Greg's doesn't want to take over the business, and he wants to. I don't know. Do beef jerky or something? I don't know. Who could, knows nowadays what yeah, kids want to do. do? But yeah that's that's the basic thing in this film it's yeah. it, you know there's some lovely sights and stuff it's got some cool weird imaginative creatures and nice 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 ideas I quite like the spongy ground place they end up in which yeah. is a good way to crash the ship without completely destroying it have it land on sponge <laughs> yes yeah um but no it's it's perfect it's pretty standard stuff it's I watched um encanto right right before it yeah or after it I can't remember which way around doesn't matter but um, I still really like Encanto, but like Strange Worlds isn't quite as good. It took me a while to realise it was Jake Gyllenhaal doing the lead guy's voice. Mm. Didn't even realise it was Dennis Quaid doing um his dad. What was his dad? Kate Cade, something like that. Clade, Clade. Is that actually Dennis Quaid? Yeah, Dennis Quaid was the old. I did wonder why they did an interview recently with each other. <clears throat> oh, they did an interview recently with each other, and they went, "I've played your dad before." Jake Gyllenhaal was like, "Wait, you have?" And he's like, "Yeah, the day after, day after yeah, tomorrow." Right, and he's yeah, like, yeah. and Jake Gyllenhaal was like. He can't remember being in the day after tomorrow. No, he can't. Yeah, no. But um, no, it's 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 perfectly fine. It's not. I mean, people have gone. Oh, it it's did bad at the cinema because it didn't make. You know, it didn't get advertised. Too it didn't white. know it was out. But um, the reason why it didn't make loads of money at the cinema isn't just because it didn't mm. like do anything. There was no word of mouth on it when people who did see it because no. it was just like it was fine. It wasn't. Yeah. I don't think kids are gonna. I think that part of it was also wasn't it? Much. Bob was it Bob Iger? I don't know. There was the guy that was running Disney before, whoever it was, didn't believe in, like, they thought that, like, traditional animation and, like, CGI and cartoons and stuff, people didn't want to see them. Mm. So they didn't advertise any of them. It's so that's CGI. Why, yeah, like... It's not too No, new. no, I know, like, the CGI, the animated stuff they make. Hmm. CGI is animation, mate. Yeah, but... They're, like, that stuff, they... He wasn't advertising that. So, like, when Encanto did well, they were really surprised, but Turning Red didn't... They've done nothing but CGI films for years. The last 2D animated not- film Disney did was... Princess and the Frog. Yeah, they, they've done Star Wars and Marvel and all that other shit now. Like, that's all Disney. And, like, that's the stuff he was heavily involved in. Like, he said, that's the stuff that's going to make us money. <clears throat> and even fucked up that stuff. So they've got the old guy back in now. So it should get John better. Lasseter. Not John Lasseter. Not no. the hug machine. No. The weird, creepy hug machine. Um, but, yeah, like, I agree with you. It is it is just a, a traditional, very old school style story told in a way that hasn't been told in quite some time um with like there are some interesting aspects to it like i like the i like the fact that like the dad's a farmer the granddad's an adventurer and he's like sort of he wants to be a combination of those two things he wants to discover stuff but at the same time he doesn't want to like tread someone else's path and they've got that bit where they're playing the game with the cards and you see the dad is like and then I attack the spider and then the other guy the granddad's like and then we attack the spider with my rocks oh i've got bow and arrow great and they're like no you don't attack stuff you work with it to make the whole thing better and they're both like even though they do completely different things they have that same mindset of like let's attack it like that they shouldn't attack it that's the bad mindset yeah 
But yeah, um, interesting. Nah, it's a it's a fun old thing. Animation's great it's on it. Fun, yeah. Places. Yeah, pretty. Don't, yeah. Um, I did notice it. I noticed a lot of Disney stuff. Notice a lot of animation in general. Why is it only the men have really weird, wacky faces, and the women always have like pretty normal faces, unless they're like buff. In which case they get squarish faces. I thought the like Louisa was quite attractive. Yeah, but they they still they still they got square heads. They give them square head shapes. Yeah, they do. Yeah, but that's about as far as you go with wacky lady faces in Disney car Disney CGI. All the women just look like cartoon women, but all the men have like giant noses and fucking huge chins. Or bizarre proportions. Look, maybe they should just focus on not making such woke movies. Like that granddad, Clade, is like five times bigger than anyone else yeah, in this film. Is, yeah. Like, how did he get so big? Probably in the green stuff. Probably in the green stuff. Yeah. But, um, that perfectly, perfectly fine thing is, you know, what's D- Disney. I like where it went a lot. They're making a lot of just fine stuff. Yeah. I really like where it went, like, I'm not going to spoil the ending, but I like where it developed out to and, like, the explanation for everything and how everything was working and mm. why it was working the way it was. I was like, that's actually makes a lot of sense. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it is. All right. So now we're on no to... turning red. I like turning red. I like turning red. I thought turning red was a lot better in terms of animation, yeah. storytelling. Encanto should do a sequel where the town rebels against them. I think that the kind of the problem is... Because you have to watch Encanto and ignore that they're like basically got this it. weird fascist hold over the entire town. Mm. One of our members can listen to everything you say, so you better behave yourself. It's implied. Mm. You know? um, one of the weird things is like Encanto and... Um, Turning red. The difference between those and something like this is that both of those films were steeped in like people's actual experiences being part of that culture. Not magic, obviously, but like like you had um, speak for yourself. Coming of age in Turning Red as a young Chinese woman living in an American city, or like what was it? It was like San Francisco. Toronto. She lived. Is it Toronto? Yeah. San Francisco was big. One of the names they had for it originally was My Neighbor Toronto. (laughs) That's not bad. Um, But yeah, like. I like that that's a more personal style of story where Strange World just wasn't. Like, it just didn't really say anything about a particular life or, like, it didn't really seem to have me- any message beyond, like, a, like you say, the generic message that used to be told a lot. Yeah. And I think a lot of that comes out in the writing because it doesn't really have that same impact. Maybe they should have rapped. What are you saying about the cast of uh, Strange Worlds? Why would they have rapped? Oh, because he's got a, a son who's black. Oh. And Disney would have gone... Yeah, we need that looks like song. someone who would rap, or maybe, maybe a Caribbean. Bring, song. bring Eminem. Yeah. <laughs> Can you make another Venom for us? <laughs> yeah, Ven- Venom. You did the theme tune to the second one. What Venom? Venom two. Yeah, probably Eminem. Was it? No. One sec. Let me have a Then not get Will Smith. Ah, oh, Najed. Black suits coming. What I'm going to do when I take over Marvel is I'm going to get a rap song for every Marvel film that comes out. I think I think like the four films could benefit. Skylar Grey. Skylar Grey. Skylar Grey did a song Never called uh, called Last One Standing. Never heard of it. What if you got Jeremy? Renner? Oh, it's got Eminem in it. No, oh, sweet. What if you got Jeremy Renner to sing a theme tune for tune for every? Movie I film? got hit by a snowplow. It run me <clears> right <throat> off my ass. He was towing a car with a snowplow. I was sorry. towing a car with a snowplow. It made. Do you know what it remind me of? That incident. Mr. Plow. Um, do you remember name. the time Brian Harvey from E17 ran himself over whilst Stay dropping a baked potato out of the car he was driving? 
No. Don't you remember that? No. So Brian Harvey once was driving his car whilst eating a baked potato, and he had, this is his explanation, he had the door open, right, and he dropped the baked potato out of the car. He wasn't driving it fast. It was going very slowly, just trundling along. And he reached out to get his baked potato that had fallen out onto the ground, and he fell out of the car and ran himself over. Stay another day. Stay now, stay now. Oh, don't leave me alone like this. You don't. He's seventeen. No, I only care about Brian Harvey running himself over. Oh, right, you don't care about trying to pick up a baked potato. Okay, right. This is the fun part. Now we're going to get on to twenty twenty two our film, TV show, and game of the year. Um, which order do you want to go in? Don't, don't fucking give a shit. Fucking you don't Jesus give Christ. a shit. Whatever. Are you quickly bringing up list of stuff that you've seen this year? Well, let's go video game first. Yeah, you want to do video game first, Ant? Uh, no, you're first, aren't you? Yeah. So, do you okay to do video games? Uh, sh- whatever. Okay. Well, we're going to do video games first because I already spoke about this game at length when it was released, and I'm pretty sure everyone knows what my favorite game of the year is going to be. It's a pretty generic answer at this point. I think most people have said this is game of the year. Obviously, you know, everybody has their opinions and it's going to be entirely based on my own experiences with whatever game, you know, I've been playing. But Marvel Snap on... I'm fucking kidding. I'm fucking joking. I played Elden Ring for too many hours and I loved every second of it. And I still love every second of it. I've restarted the game again. You love an Elden Ring. Elden Ring is so fucking good. Um... I said when this was released that this reminded me a lot of Zelda Breath of the Wild in the way that it's uh, it, it's an, a playground of toys that are just given to you. And the game just goes, fucking have at it, mate. Have a good time. Best of luck. See where this ends up. And you just go on this adventure and it truly feels like an adventure. There's not really an experience that has matched it this year for me. Um, there have ga- there have been games that I've really enjoyed, and and I you know, and a lot of people have have recommended stuff, and there have been things that I've I've wanted to get in- into, but maybe they haven't connected in the same way. Um, but this for me was out of the gate, such a mammoth and incredible experience, and just the culmination of years of playing those Dark Souls games and Bloodborne and Sekiro. You know, um, Sucker more like Sucker more like you are right. I'm even a fan. I'm even a fan of Ninja Blade, which is their terrible Ninja Gaiden ripoff, which is mostly QTEs. It's all about cookies and cream or curry curry mix, as it was known. That's no from idea. software's. No that, idea. You never seen that game? No. It's the PS2 game where you play as um, like a rabbit, and I think it might be two rabbits. Oh, I think I've seen. And it's a yellow it's rabbit like and a pink rabbit, screen, and you got the screen. And you have to you work together. Mm. Yeah, we got it. It works. Never played. Copy it. works. Expensive. Um, but no, Elden Ring is just the combination of so many things that I've loved about those other games, but just done to perfection. And it's it's insane to say, like you know, the other games they've done, they've done things like Dark Souls, Dark Souls Three, Bloodborne. They're all little advancements on that on that process on that idea. And like in in things like Bloodborne, it's like okay, this is like Dark Souls, but you don't block. You can parry, you can fire a shotgun, but you don't block. Instead, you're just like you're like you it's more of like a a parry uh a parry and then like a final and then that's advanced on in Sekiro and then you come back to something like this and it's like well we're throwing that in there but we've got the Dark Souls combat now you can jump as well you've got that versatility that you had from Sekiro you can you know explore these massive environments 
and it all runs well. It took them a long time to implement a jump. It was really tricky. Just Well, they had it in Sekiro. Mm. Sekiro has yeah, a jump. Yeah, yeah. Years of research and development. Well, I think that, you know, the games that they've made before that, there are sections where, you know, you could have used a jump to get up. Like Especially like Dark Souls, where the environment like twists around, you're meant to climb up like a, a little bit of broken rock, and then you go up and round and then up a steeple. Like, all that shit. Like... A jump would have been really handy in any of those games, but I guess it just didn't work when they were designing it. So No, they just don't put a jump in there because they want to force you to go through the enemies. They don't want you I mean, that's, yeah, skipping that's enemies. Yeah, like trying to like... Yeah. Also, they saw how Sonic Boom turned out and that jump exploit where you could just jump over all the levels. They were like, no, we're not going to fall for that same trick. Um, but yeah, Elden Ring is is near perfect experience. Probably one of the best games I'm going to see for a very long time. Probably one of the best games I've played in the last 10 years. I don't think there's anything that I can say has matched that level of finesse and and been so... Like, here's the other thing as well. Works on release. Like, there was a day one patch just to refine things, but the actual game fucking works. That's so strange. Because nowadays you get a game and there's a chance it might not even work fucking day one. You know? That's life now, apparently. Look at the release of things like... And I'm not saying that this is a terrible game because I still enjoyed this, but Pokemon Scarlet... Runs like dog shit. It's still a fun game. I still enjoyed it, but it runs like fucking shit. It is not doesn't feel like a finished project. But there you go. That's that's the world we live in now. But anyway, so I played on the PS5. I'm also playing it on the Steam Deck now. I bought it on Steam, so I can play it on the Steam Deck because I love wasting money. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I and I just I fucking love it. Still love it. It's just such a great game. Also, if you have a Steam Deck, and you haven't played it. It runs really fucking well on the Steam Deck. Like it's just so good. So fucking good. Anyway, um, I'm going to give this to Tom Atkins. Like, Elden You're Ring not reviewing like, it, though. Game. It's the game of the year. Yeah, I know. You're not going to review your game of the year and give it like a fucking... No, no, I've just... I, I don't know. I gave it a Tom Bobcat Atkins Golf before. Weight. I gave it a Tom Atkins before, but I'm explaining why it's my game of the year and why I think it's near perfection. I think it's my game of the decade, is what I'm saying. But, you know, obviously, next year when we've got uh, Resident Evil 4 coming out, the remake of Resident Evil 4, I might change my mind about that. Next year? <coughs> this year? <laughs> Oh, the arsenic's kicking in. <coughs> I got coke down my mouth. Yeah, you're meant to get it down your mouth, but you put it somewhere else. Where'd it go? Down my throat. It went, that's where it's meant to go, Anne. Where else did it go? Down the wrong throat. How many throats you got? Wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> Stomach throat. And then there's... And then there's throat. a throat throat, yeah. You are right. You're alive? So, Anne, it's your review. Your game of the year, please. Vampire Survivors... <laughs> See my video <laughs> for reasons why, or see your video instead of having you say anything here. Well, I mean, I did a video. I spent two weeks making a video. So you did, yeah, you did, and it was a good video. So why would I lived in a house, a very good house in the country? Vampire Survivors is just a good game. It's all about it's this gambling, but without all the bad stuff that's attached to it. Um, it's a lot of walking around, collecting experience points. And powering yourself up and getting ridiculously powerful and finding ways to break the game, of which I am pretty good at breaking the limits of the game. Well done. Um, all sorts of shit going on when I play it. Birds all over the place. <laughs> all sorts of frigging guns firing off everywhere. Very big garlic. <laughs> um, garlic is like the best weapon. And, you know, I just, just blow up lots of enemies and it's fun yeah. and it's compelling and it's got the best chest opening animation since... Friggin' Legend of Zelda. It is 
incredibly addictive. But um, yeah, it's, okay. you know, it's very simple. The new DLC they've done is a bit odd because it's like a it's like it's got a stage. It seems very influenced by Getsu Fumaden. Uh, no one seems to be making that connection, but the DLC is clearly influenced by that game. Does anyone play Getsu Fumaden? No, no, because you're all uncultured Fumaden? fucking swines. Tell me what it is. It's a game by Konami that was um, sort of after the first Castlevania came up. Um, this is like a sort of one of the early Metroid-y type games that like no one recognises as that. Gets Fumaden's good shit. There was a new one recently. Oh yeah, yeah. It was. It wasn't great. Um, but no. Um, yeah. The Vampire Survivor. It's just endless friggin' stuff. Just lots of stuff. Constantly unlocking new things. It's constantly making you like follow the breadcrumb trail and surprising you with weird shite. Like it. It's got this perfect balance of like giving you a cool new character and then giving you something really weird. Like, you never know what's going to come next. I got a tree. One of my characters is a tree. There's a dog that farts potpourri. Yeah, there is. You know, like, that's normal. Um, it, it's just all weird, wacky, crazy nonsense. And that's why it's pretty great. Because there's, like, there's all these secrets. You unlock a secrets menu. Yeah. And it gives you hints at secrets that are in the game. And, like... They're really tricky to find. One of them is to get to the bottom of Gallo Tower, and I have tried, and I can't get to the bottom of Gallo Tower. So I've got a feeling I need to be able to break that 30-minute time limit to get to the bottom of it, maybe. Yeah. But, um, <clears throat> which you can, but I'll switch on endless mode or something. But, um, yeah, I haven't I haven't used all the other stuff, though, because, like, there's, there's hyper mode and there's the speed-up mode and all this sort of thing. But you can, you can keep building your stats up. You get golden eggs. Yeah. You know, it's just constant extra levels of stuff to make it more crazy. Um, I played a bit of the iOS version as well, which, like, controls really awkwardly because it's touchscreen control, so you're just sort of guiding around with one. There's, like, an analog stick that yeah, comes up. I played it. But they sort of compensate a little bit by giving you the option to get a revive if you watch an advert. Yeah. Um, that's the closest thing to any sort of monetization in the game is watching an ad. Um, it doesn't bring ads up when you're playing it or anything like that. There's just that one ad for for a free revive. Because um, apparently he tried to release it on iOS and loads of publishers wanted to fill it with microtransactions and stuff. Yeah. And he was like, if you can't do it without it being scummy, then I'm going to publish it myself. And he's, he I'm did. I'm sure he's going to make so much money off yeah. of that as well. But, um, yeah, perf- perfectly good, fun game. That's I think there's a PS... Um, PS4 and Switch version coming out at the end of the month, I think. Oh, really? Everybody, I think January 30th it's coming out. Um, so he's doing all right now. He's got he's got staff now. Is he? He was developing it on his own for ages. Yeah, he, he was. He yeah, quit he his job a couple of years ago, didn't he? He started a couple of years ago. He quit his job last year in like March, I think it was, to yeah. go full time on it. What well, is in early access? Hmm. Um, and employed a few people over the months and all this. I would like to see stuff like um, guest soundtracks and stuff like that. That'd be cool. I'd I'd buy guest soundtracks for it. But um, the, I mean the DLC they've done's got a whole bunch of extra music and stuff and a bunch of extra characters. One pounds fifty something. Can't go wrong with that. I mean, for five quid you can get this gaming experience that will friggin' last you days. Yeah, there's <laughs> uh, there was another game that called Chop Goblins <clears throat> that was made by the person who made Dusk. What similar thing? It's like a half hour play thing, and it's like I haven't played it yet, but it's apparently really really good. The the developer of Dusk, you mean friggin' um, what's his name, Martin something? Yeah. Uh, who also made Fingerbones. No one remembers Fingerbones. 
Yeah, no, they don't. No, that's no, a made weird little horror game. Yeah. Um, and you find some finger bones at one point. It's a little horror narrative game. Yeah. There's some finger bones. Some finger bones. Yeah. All right. But anyway. All right. Game of the year is Vampire Survivors. That's On official. IOS, as you said, yeah. Not Elden Ring. Elden Ring is my game of the year. Because I didn't play it. And if I didn't play it, it can't be game of the year. Oh! <sighs> Alright, so now we're going to do TV show. Oh, are we? Yeah, are okay. you okay? Yeah, do a TV fine, show? Fine. Do you want to go first for TV show? No, short term. Alright, I'll do it all, I'll do all then. Alright. <coughs> um, so, best TV show of 2022. Now, this has been a pretty good fucking year for TV, hasn't it, Ant? We had The Return of Barry. We had some new comedy in Abbott Elementary, which is very funny. We had Andor. We had Obi-Wan. Did we? Yeah. I forgot about that. We had From, the new horror series praised by Stephen King. People tearing kids up in a, in, in the woods. Um, but my, my show of the year, there was, there was only really two that, um, that I think, um, I could really nominate as show of the year. Cause I liked a lot of that stuff, but you know, just, just not quite to the same quality level as The Bear and Blackbird. What? Which are two different, very different series. The Bear is about a restaurant. You can say one bit, one series. I'm getting to it, Anne. You're not, you're, you're... I am getting to you're it. You're running around the garden I'm seasoning the off. steak before I cook it. Fucking... Adding some sizzle, Anne. So The Bear is about a restaurant. Sizzle, get it, get it, get it. Got it, great. Um, and Blackbird is about a, a prisoner who makes a plea deal and gets involved in, a, in this whole thing, rewarding a murder case. Um, now, the bear is great, but this year we also <laughs> lost Ray Liotta. Well, last year, I should say, we lost Ray Liotta, and he is in Blackbird giving an incredible performance. And it is, as I said, at the time of starting to watch it, just after he had passed, or just just before it ended and, and he had passed, and I sort of prematurely re- reviewed it before the final episode, knowing that I had already enjoyed the season, the series, and, and you know, I wanted to review it. Um <laughs> He gives an incredible performance as, as someone who, due to the stress of his son being incarcerated and some of the mistakes he himself makes in dealing with that process, he has a stroke. And obviously in, in, in real life, he died of a stroke. Oh, that's, and, uh, and it's, and like it's like, imitating art. Yeah. And it's quite, uh, he played that role in the show and thought, yeah, yeah. And therefore I like this a bit. I'm going to do this in real life. Yeah. I know um, how to manage with it because I've done it in the TV show. It's an incredible series. Everyone in it is incredibly good. Um, it's tense. It's dark. It's horrifying. And it's very, very well made, very well shot, acted. Just an incredible all-round experience. And it, it's one of those ones that is based on a true story. It's based on something that really happened. It wasn't quite in the same way that, you know, it's done in this film, in the series, sorry. But, but everyone involved is just spectacular and it's it's worth watching if you haven't watched it it's six episodes i believe um and it is every one of them is great greg Kinnear as well as like a um as a detective who's sort of also investigating the case and sort of trying to get evidence together to convict the guy and just you know him on the outside sort of having these conversations and especially a conversation he has with the suspect really fucking dark really really horrifying stuff but yeah really good great in fact um, and Ray Liotta Ray Lee Otter uh, your bloody review mate well not your review <coughs> your 
yeah, TV show of the year. Now. Fucking... Just shut the fuck up and get on with it. Um, I don't know if I want to. Uh, okay. TV show of the year. Yep. TV show of the year. TV show of the year. Uh, I mean, it's got to be Better Call Saul season six, isn't it? The end of Has Better it? Call Saul. Yeah. Has it? Yeah. Has it? Yeah, it's got to be Better Call Saul. Has it? Yeah. Has by, it? by far the best TV show that's been on in recent years. There's... Mm-hmm. No, mm. is it? Mm. Yeah, he didn't die of his stroke. Ray Liotta did, so technically, Ray Liotta better actor. He didn't have a stroke. He had a heart attack. Yeah, he had a heart attack. Yeah, but heart attack is a stroke, isn't it? No, 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 no it's two different things. Different things. Anyway, same thing. Better Saul ended really, really well, which is rare for a TV show. Is, TV yeah. shows don't get to rare well. Do you know what show didn't it end well? Dexter. Yeah, they Dexter brought Dexter back. Bad. I still haven't watched that new series. Oh, T watched it the other day, and, and they just said it is bad. <clears throat> I'll watch it at some point. Maybe it it's on Paramount bad. Plus, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I'll just watch seasons one to four of Dexter, and then go straight to New Blood. Um, but no, it, it, I, I really like what they did. I love that loads of people were waiting for him to get up to the Breaking Bad point in the show. Oh, yeah, no, I, I was um, never thinking about that. And I, I love that they just sort of skipped straight past it. Yeah. Pretty much. There's like a couple of little flashback moments you get in the latter half of the series, which is set after Breaking Bad, where, like, you see incidents that happened at that time. Um, but, you know, yeah, um... They maybe overplayed the um, Aaron Paul cameos and stuff, but Aaron Paul needs, you know, he needs money for dog food or something. So, you know. He was in Need for Speed the movie, I'll have you know. With in Rami 2015. Malik. Rami Malek. Yeah. And Michael Keaton. Uh. Morbius Keaton. <laughs> Don't pin Morbius on Michael Keaton. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking. But, um, yeah, just. Just great stuff. Rhea Seahorn was fantastic in it. Um, did she win an Emmy? She didn't win an Emmy for it, did she? Which is bullshit. Um, they probably gave it some Game of Thrones person or something. I don't know. Jimmy Thrones from Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, but no, it's great stuff. Um, I'm sure there was a bunch of people who got bored where they went black and white for a few episodes. I liked the episodes. Because <laughs> um, you know what people are like with their attention spans. These yeah, days need colours. It'd yeah, be like the people who didn't like the last few episodes of Breaking Bad when it all went like quite. Why keep coming with a machine gun and kill everyone? Because the last few episodes of Breaking Bad were like um, quieter, slower, mm. like you know, off in the snow and everything for a while. There was a lot less less tension going on in those yeah. last few episodes, but it's on purpose, serving a purpose. It's building to something. Yeah. Um, same with this. I did like stuff like um, Lalo hiding in a sewer. Um, oh, filming the tour where he just jumped on with the people that were like were like being taken across the thing and he just like basically went like you're all free now mm. I've killed all don't worry about there's some money good luck yeah. best luck yeah Lalo he was fun he was, was fun fun to see Lalo he was a good bad guy he was it? who um, was his name Tony something yeah in it he's it he was in Hawkeye yeah yeah we're never gonna see him again do you think that'll happen in the next Avengers film? All the Avengers will be there. And, and, and Do you think Hawkeye's integral to the next must. Avengers film? Because if he is, he's holding up shooting. But they're not going to film it yet, are they? Why not? He's just hurt his leg. Like, he's, he'll be fine. He's got extremely rich, doctor, expensive doctors. Mm. His, his, his leg hasn't fallen off. Yet. No. And they'll just CGI a leg on him. Oh, that's true. Yeah. They'll give him one of those blades, it'll be even faster. They'll tell him to run. Yeah. Dragging his leg behind him. And yeah. they'll just CGI a good leg on there. Yeah. And it'll just be like doing a full rotation. 
<laughs> like uh, Close on the like the old ninety sevens in yeah. uh, that Guardians of the Galaxy thing. Yeah, but um, nah, Breaking Bad show 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 of the year, show of the decade. Um, because I mean, it's either that or fucking Book of Boba Fett, isn't it? When was Book of Boba Fett? That was early twenty twenty one, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's been too long since the Mandalorian season three. Um, they should have just done the season three of Mandalorian at the start of 2021. They kind of did with Book of Boba Fett. There were like three episodes dedicated they to They got bored of Boba yeah. Fett. Yeah, like, Never seen a TV show get bored of its main character. Also, he didn't do much like crime-stopping stuff. He wasn't stopping crime. He was a crime lord. Yeah, I know, but he didn't really do So he much should be to, doing like, crimes. He didn't take over many crimes. It made either. no sense for him to want to be a crime lord. No. But, um, but then again, that's Star Wars Expanded Universe stuff for you, isn't it? Um, do you remember that time Chewbacca got squashed by a moon? Yeah. In Legend, yeah. Do you remember when Timothy Chalamet got shot in the arm and they were like, we'll put him in a bank, back to tank. Back to, what? back to. Timothy Chalamet. What? Timothy Chalamet. He's not in Star Wars. The one with the grey hair and the quiff. He's the sheriff in the town. That's, that's. Timothy Chalamet. That's Timothy Oliphant. No, Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. I'm going to gaslight you until you start being Timothy Oliphant as Timothy Chalamet. Anyway, watch Better Call Saul and Marvel, and then you can go straight on to Breaking Bad and watch Mike Ehrmantraut get like ten years younger. Or you can watch Blackbird. Watch everyone get younger. You can watch Blackbird. No, better series. No, objectively, better series. Anyway, um, is it film of the year time? It is film of the year time. Oh, so in a year where we got the return of David Cronenberg and Sam Raimi, I am. A little bit sad that I'm not gonna <clears throat> not gonna nominate either the films. How many Marvel on. films were there this year? Uh, two. Was there? When did Spider Man come out? That was end of last, end of twenty twenty, wasn't it? Yeah. So we had Doctor Strange. Yep. We had um, what came after that? Uh, we had Black Panther two. Yep. Four Love and Thunder. Yep. There was three. All this year. Yeah. Was there any others? Uh oh, we had Wealth by Night and the Guys. Yeah, that's Galaxy not a film. They're, they're, not, films, films, yeah. they're not films. Um. No. Just want a quick look through the list. At least Black Panther 2 was good. Yeah, Black Adam. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, it, you know, it's been um, a very interesting year for films. What was it about Black Adam, the friggin' balance of power in the DC universe? Yeah, it's about to change. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it did. It did, yeah. They got rid of him. Yeah. Um, and we had like we had a lot of small indie films that, that did well because obviously home streaming and stuff went up. We had like some interesting films that failed horribly. The Grey Man was like one of the most expensive films Netflix have ever produced. Second only to fucking oh actually no I think Bright's just just less a little bit less isn't it? Because it had Bright was a massive flop and that and was they, like 150 million or something. Yeah, they hired friggin Will Smith. No, they friggin the Russo Rangers. brothers to friggin oh yeah make an action movie. Russo brothers don't like they, yeah they directed two of the highest grossing films of all time, but like a fish could have directed. Though the Marvel, the Grey Man was so, Infinity War and Endgame. It still would have made billions of dollars. So, the Grey Man was so bland. <clears throat> like, and and I think Patrick Willems did a better video about this. Like, Ambulance is a better film than the, the Grey Man, and it's much worth what it's worth watching. That and speaking of Ambulance, that's your film. Of the no, 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 no. Um, I was going to go with Everywhere, um, Everything, all, uh, sorry, Everything Everywhere All at Once, and so on and so forth. And like X was great, and Prey, like so many really good little films this year, but. Um, and the Batman, the Northman. Oh, Jesus. So many. Well, you films. haven't thought about what your best film is. Is you're cycling through films that came out this no, year I'm to try? I'm just quickly checking because just, just, I'm just seeing if there's something better than what I was going to say. Um, is it going to be Strange World? 
I mean, Morbius came out this year. <laughs> no. It came out twice. Um, it did, yeah, it did. Um, I, I like things like the Batman, Return of the Batman, Orphan First Kill, a prequel we never thought we'd actually get because at the time of I Orphan never, Kevin, I can honestly say I never once thought that there would be a prequel <laughs> to, Orphan. to Orphan. I or, thought we might get a sequel. I don't think I ever thought about Orphan. Have you, do, what, do, what do you mean you don't? You, yes, you did. I think about Orphans. Orphans all the time. Yeah, because we're all Orphans now. Mm. Um, no, I, my, my film of the year, it's going to be unsurprising because I think I said when I reviewed it that I thought it might be my film of the year, but nope. Um, just all round, nope is... What is your film of the year? Nope. You thought about it all the time. Why aren't you telling me? Nope. Um, it is a film that is interesting throughout. Like every aspect of that movie is interesting and developed and has a reason and is integral to the story and it is just a complete thing and that is rare to see in film nowadays. Kids today enjoy every scene has to be important to the story. No, 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 that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that it as a, as a film, as, as a thing is so well constructed and brilliantly developed and is just, it's all synced. It is just all there as part of this incredible experience. And it's not just like sound mixing, editing, cinematography. You know, it's not just the story or the characters. All of it is great. All of it is fantastic. There is not a single thing about that film that falls short. And that is incredible. It is such an achievement now to be able to watch something and not go afterwards. Oh, that was a bit shit though, wasn't it? Like, nothing about that film made me want to go like oh, I loved it but one like there's no but on the end of the sentence I loved it it was great <clears throat> it's a phenomenal piece of cinema and it you know more people I hope will see it um, it, after Get Out being nominated for an Oscar and, and you know the argument being that I don't think that is it wasn't it like best adapted screenplay for a comedy <laughs> or like something like that like it was a weird thing for it to get, a, get an Oscar for. It was, uh, oh, it was Best Adapted Screenplay. I think it was Best Adapted Screenplay. It wasn't screenplay. Adapted Screenplay, was it? Or was it Best Screenplay? No, uh, no. I think it won, like, um, at the Grammys or Emmys or whatever it was. They That's put where it, in it won, best, like, the weird Best Adapted Comedy. They put it or, in Best Comedy or some shit yeah. like that. But, yeah, but, like, it won, like, Best Screenplay at the Oscars, which, you know, it's not really the Best Screenplay. I mean, if anything, I would have given that film. Have, did it win an Oscar? Yeah. It's won an Oscar. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. no, genuinely deserves... Awards for the sound, sound mixing is something that haunts me, but also just it is the kind of film where characters make sensible decisions throughout. It's not like people are making unrealistic decisions, and there are like moments where the entire scene is wrapped around you not seeing this thing looming above you or like looming above the characters. You just see the character's reaction and the external effect on the area around them, like just a shadow creeping over characters and then that tension sinks in you don't need to see it to feel that tension in the characters interactions in that situation like there is there's a scene that everybody's spoken about there is a scene where like a bunch of people are taken up in the ship or in this in this creature and it goes over a house at night and you just hear the sounds of screaming agonizing pain in all these people that are being digested and then just rain of blood and everything like clothes and bits of jewellery and everything else just being fired down from outside of the sand. It's just emptying out all the shit it can't digest. 
And there are people just in a house, hunkered down, just having to listen to the screams and the sound of just mountains of gore raining down upon their house. And you don't, again, you don't need to see the fucking alien. It's so well constructed in that moment. It's fucking terrifying. Scenes in which people are being dragged up by the fucking thing and someone desperately wraps fucking barbed wire around their waist to make sure that they don't fly up into this creature and you just, you see the tension of the wire drag against their body and they're like fucking holding on, screaming in agony and they just fly back down against the ground and you just, all of it is like desperation, survival in these fucking just <clears throat> terrifying situations. Just a plane into it. Uh, no, they do, they do something, but I'm not going to ruin it. You, but yeah. You- no, fly a plane and you go. I'm back. Like, and then it is. It is as I said. It's it's a film that at its basis is about curiosity and taking advantage of that curiosity to make money at a time when you know they are struggling. Well, you know what curiosity killed the horse. Anyway, and your movie of the year, please. Why would, I, why would why would I friggin give you the satisfaction Mifrigan. of knowing what my f- movie of the year is? Mobius. No, fuck off. Why are you, why are you Jeepers Creepers Reborn? Fucking movies. You've got I'm looking at bad movies now. Pinocchio, the Disney remake. Like I fucking watched that. Glass Onion. Glass Onion. I only watched that the other day. It's quite good, isn't it? Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. The Adam Project. No. No, no, fucking, you're just going to say in names of films. Meet cute, meet cute. No, Fantastic Beasts: The Secrets of Dumbledore. <laughs> that, came, that came out this year. <laughs> yeah, did you? Yeah, miserably. Clerks Free. I haven't seen it. Hellraiser. No, I saw Hellraiser. It was quite good though. Man from Toronto. I saw, I saw four Hellraiser films this year. That's more Hellraiser films than anyone has watched in one year before. That's not true. I watched all the Hellraiser <laughs> films in a year before. And then reviewed them for this. No, because there was only three Hellraiser there films before seven. this year. Seven. There is. There's seven. more than seven Hellraiser films. I hate to inform you of this. Is there? There's eleven Hellraiser is films. No. Yeah, ten. There's a lot. There's a lot of Hellraiser films. Anyway, film of the year is RRR from by oh, SS Rajamuli. I've said it multiple times. It's going to be filmed here. There's no freaking backing down from this. Freaking RRR is one of the You're greatest right, works. Eleven. Yes. RRR is one of the greatest works of Indian cinema, Tamuli cinema. It's a Tollywood film. Yeah, uh, it's just fucking fantastic. It's it's my favourite Indian film since Sholay. What's the movie um, about? Aunt? Tell us what the. What, well, you what, see, it's about the true story that definitely, <laughs> definitely <laughs> happened between two heroic um, fighters who rose up against the British colonialism of um, India um, yes, until yeah. the time when the Queen, God rest her soul, honk if the Queen's dead, um, gave back India to to the natives of and ripped the country apart in the process, forming Pakistan. Um, but anyway, they, they basically they're two heroes and there's like a little period of time where people don't know too much about what happened, but this movie told us what happened. Um, they became the best friends ever. The SS, you know, Comrade Beam and um, the other guy, Raj, um, they both sort of became tight buddies after saving a kid from getting an exploding train dropped on him. It's normal, normal, the sort of stuff that happens in India all the time. There was a train that exploded. Mm. It was, oil was leaking from it. And fire exploded. Freak accident. Of course. Wasn't something, wasn't a setup. I think we should do a movie explaining how that happened. Someone yeah. set it up. I reckon it was the pre- the Punisher. You don't think it was unstoppable? Um, that chick from 
um, last the Indiana Jones: The Last Crusades in it. She's got a lot of plastic surgery on her face nowadays. Looks a bit weird for some for setting in the, the blonde 90s. lady. Yeah, she was the Nazi woman in um, Indiana Jones: The Last Crusade. Oh right, yeah, yeah. and Ray Stevenson, the Punisher from Punisher War War Zone. The greatest. I was going to say War Games. It wasn't War Games. Was Isn't it? that the one where someone gets uh, <clears throat> someone gets uh, shot with a rocket launcher when there? Yeah, yeah. When he's doing a flip. Alison Doody. Is that her name? Yeah, that's it. She's still looking pretty good. I mean, that's probably not a recent photo. Um, <laughs> Burn. <laughs> she's got a very plastic face. Her face doesn't move. Oh yeah, no, I see it now. Yeah, there's a bits where she's like, "I want to see blood." Um, but no, the two lead actors in this are amazing. The whole film is just not a single scene goes by where you don't feel like what's happening is the most important thing that has ever happened in cinema. Um, like how many Marvel films have a scene where someone throws a tiger into another man and the tiger proceeds to do a hurricane rana pretty much on the guy, like send him full flip. Like no films have that. Um, how many films like take 45 minutes before they give you the title screen because they're setting up stuff. They're giving you build up and energy and like, you know, they're, they're getting you in the mood for the film that's about to happen. Um, you know, there's just the fire and water clashing together. Yeah. And eventually they will rise up. And, you know, maybe they don't get rid of the Brits over the course of this film. Maybe the Brits just aren't that bad. Because you need somewhere for a sequel. Yeah. Um, Because maybe they could fit more stuff in that that these two best friends definitely did. Two best friends. That never met each other, but they definitely met each other and had probably the greatest dance sequence ever. I'm petitioning the Oscars for like when every award, right? Make everyone do the Natu Natu dance, and whoever survives wins the award. That's how we should do this. Do you think they're going to be recognised in the Oscars? Well, SS Rajamouli won Best Director at the Film Critics Circle Awards the other day. Okay, and generally, whoever wins Best um, Director not only gets nominated but quite often wins. What at the, the Oscars? Oscars? Yeah. It's pretty much a lock that you, you, you're going to get a nomination. So you think that's a lock, dear? Pretty much. I think he's definitely going to get a nomination. Um, but knowing the Oscars, they'll probably give an award to Steven Spielberg or something. Was West Side Story this year? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then Steven Spielberg's I... winning Best Director. So there are two Steven because Spielberg... Because it's a fucking retro film. There are two Steven Spielberg <laughs> films released this year, and I haven't seen... E- last year, sorry, and I haven't seen either of them. Was there? Was the Fablemans and... Fablemans? Didn't that only just come out this week? No, it came out last year, didn't it? Did it? it? No. Yeah, I think it was December. The Fablemans and... Uh, <coughs> the Fablemans is a film with David Lynch in it, and I didn't watch it. Oh, I like David Lynch. Yeah, so do I. Um, he plays John Ford. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, David Lynch is in it, and, you know, it's got great reviews. And also, you know what? That West Side Story got great reviews as well. I'm just not fucking interested. <laughs> like, I don't know. Who's the lead in that film? Oh, Anson Elgort. Yeah. Yeah, the guy who apparently had sex with an underage girl. That guy. You know who hasn't had sex with an underage girl? Gary Glitter? The lead actors of oh, uh, 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 yeah. I'm pretty sure. They're not problematic. No, I don't think they are. They're very manly. And even if they are problematic, we probably wouldn't be able to read the headlines that announced them as problematic. I like the bit where um, he catches the tiger with the ropes. Yeah. He's holding the ropes and yeah. he does that. There's that bit and where the he twists his arms. His chest. Yeah. His arms are one way and he twists them and pulls yeah. the ropes in. 
And the tiger gets further He's all away. like mussy. The, the tiger does scratch him a little. Yes, gets him on the chest. But you're like, oh, why did he catch that tiger? And then there's a bit where you feed meat. It's all set up. He's feeding <laughs> meat into this thing yeah. and there's other animals in there. There's yeah. a different animal eating it. What's all that about? But then you get the halfway point in the film. Yeah. You get the biggest, like, when the two side when they clash. Because, like, because, like, you know, um, Raj has been sent out by the British um, to embassy capture yeah. to capture him. He doesn't know he's the terrorist he's after. They just make friends and hang out all the time. Of course, because they're so cool. And Raj hangs out some flyers. That's about all he could do. Yeah. There's that moment where he almost shows his buddy the flyer. He doesn't, doesn't pick up on it. He obviously didn't look at the flyers. No, obviously not. He's not doing um, a great job. He's doing a job. He's not doing a great job. He's doing a great job. Do you see that bit where he beats up 500 men? Yeah, with the prison. Yeah. yeah to, it's amazing. To re- maintain peace. Yeah. What a hero. Well, no, he sees the guy who throws a rock mm. and it hits him. And yeah. he's like, I'm going to fuck your life into the next universe. Yeah. And the guy's like, oh, that guy's going to fuck my life into the next universe. Yeah. I better run into this crowd. And he's like... Captain America couldn't do that. And he points at him. And he goes, I'm going to just run out there and fuck that guy's life yeah. into another universe. Do you think they're going to be in the next Avengers film? I hope so. Yeah. Because he fucks everyone's life. <laughs> like that beats- should be like when Thanos or whatever is beating everyone. <laughs> then one more one more portal no, opens no, up. Thanos, Thanos comes out. And as he comes out, the power of his of his new, new glove or whatever he's got, the Infinity Shoe, comes out and it, it launches a rock and it hits the guy in his head. <laughs> And he goes, and he just looks up, and he points at Thanos, and he goes, I'm going to fuck your life into another universe. And Thanos just, a little bleed, like, bead of sweat, like, rolls down, he's like, I really think this guy can fuck my life into another universe. He's just like, you know what, don't matter. You know, have keep the shoe. Yeah, get, I'm get, sorry, guys, I'm sorry. Keep the stones. If I destroy this shoe, you can't come get me, can you? And then he goes and he rips, he goes and holds the portal open with his bare hands, rips a hole in the universe to fuck off. Conrad Bean would do that. Yeah, he'd no, fuck, and Raj, fuck Raj Muli, um, is Raj something? I can't remember. I can't you know remember. He, Beam's the main one because he says his name a lot. There's, yeah. His name gets said all the time. He's got a whole song where he keeps saying his name. Um, where he's getting whipped. You know in the cinema, like, where, where Captain America, like, the hammer came back to Captain America and he's like, I'm going to beat up Thanos. And he goes, Imagine the cheers. As like the camera pans I'm out. I'm watching Endgame again. I watched that for a while. Like imagine the cheers as the camera pans out and that little pebble flying through the air just uh, bounces off and then and then it just it like pans down a little bit. Do you think that just maybe American squid- audiences might not be aware who Comran Beam is and who Raj? What's well, his you name? You could just is? use the same footage what's as Endgame because they've all it's freaking the guy who plays him's got a pretty similar name to the character he plays because he can still do the hammer thing you know where like where like uh, Captain America winds Comrade Beam could lift the hammer yeah Captain America swings the hammer around on a little strap and then does an upward like an uppercut on Thanos with a hammer he could do that with just his truncheon yeah oh it's just, it's just um, Aluri Siturama Raju Raju's the name I was right okay alright well done um, AJ Devin is in it who plays his dad you know in the yeah. bit where you see the flashbacks of when he was training him to of course, yeah, aim yeah breathe, shoot, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's the Singham. No, Singham. Oh, yeah, yeah, Fucking yeah. great film, Singham. Yeah, it is. Olivia Morris, who was Jennifer. Yeah. Do you know Olivia Morris is in? No. Right, hold on a sec. There's some British oh, British TV shows she was in. What other films would you like to see these guys um, be in? Like- She's in Fuck All. <laughs> Imagine Extraction 2, if Chris Hemsworth is like... I just don't know how these two guys aren't like massive stars outside like, India yeah I can imagine like Extraction 2 like Chris Hemsworth is like I'm gonna get that boy 
and I'm going to extract him and save. What is it with you and getting boys? Well, he, that's the plot of the extraction one. Is it, oh. Yeah, and then I extraction two, I'm assuming, will be the same thing. Extract harder. Yeah, where he's like, I'm going to get that boy and I'm going to extract him. Extraction two, electric boogaloo. Yeah, and then like he comes up against these two, and like he's like he's like get out of my way, and he throws a punch, hits one of them. Like I'm gonna fuck your life into another universe, <laughs> and they just proceed to beat Chris Hemsworth within an inch of his life. I didn't watch Extraction because it looked like American it's military really propaganda. It's actually really good. I don't. I don't need to see what, funny it, man does military stuff. So, so it starts out as like being like Chris Hemsworth being like, "I'm gonna extract that boy and I'm gonna save him," and then there's like a guy that's hired by the the kid's parents. Who is like a really big uh, um, actor in in India or, yeah. or Bollywood, and he's like basically just another Chris Hemsworth, and Chris Hemsworth obviously gets like he gets like a few of the action star moments, but this other guy's just like going toe for toe punching the shit out of Chris Hemsworth as well. So it does have like it's not just like the Chris Hemsworth show. Luckily, he's no NT Rama Rao. Jr. It might be the same guy. Dude, and I don't Ram Charan, no, it's not. It's oh. Ram Charan. You but, Ram Janan, um, you fuck. <laughs> Oh, Ray Stevenson, legend. He's uh, he's the best Punisher. Um, a lot yeah. of facial hair on IMDb here. What? Um, Good for them. The the friggin' Natty Natty dance scene is one of the most amazing pieces of foreshadowing since the Red Ranger in Pat Operation Overdrive wore a robot costume. Because um, they do the whole bit where they're dancing and they're eliminating Randy everyone, Puda. and they're taking down all the all the um, the British are falling. To this disgusting dance. Oh, he's actually he's Indian. And there's a bit where they 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 turn to face each other. Yeah. And it's like, oh shit, it's about to go down. But they're friends at this point, so it's just friendly competition. Randy Huda was uh, he was in Jism uh, too. Jism's good. Jism Jism the first one is. Um, <laughs> what's, what's your problem? Where's the plot of Jism? Jism. Jism. Um, stuff happens. I mean, it's an Indian film. It's not an adult film star is hired by an intelligence agency to kid uh, to entrap Kabir, a dreaded assassin who used to be her lover. Things get complicated when Officer Anya Thacker falls in love with her. I beg your pardon. I don't know. This is Jism too. It's an Indian erotic thriller film. Oh, they don't really do erotic. Apparently, they much. do. They keep their clothes on. Look, listen, right? It's Jism. Someone's getting covered. Hmm. You should watch um Jism one. No. There goes, oh, oh, fucking watch it. There's going to be... Oh, yeah, great film. They want to do a sequel. Do they? Yeah. Can they do, like... Can they do one with... I one think they should get sent to the present day and they sort out the Indian government today. Although it's got some right-wing stuff in it, so... Yeah, it does have some weird right-wing stuff in it. Um, but we ignore it because um, there's that bit where he, like, jumps off the big old crate of the cages and all the animals come flying out. Yeah. And they beat the shit out of loads of... British imperialists, which is funny. Is that bit where that woman takes a friggin' log to the face at the start? That's that's a good effect. Um, well, they just smack her with a fucking tree tr- tree branch, and it shatters all over her face. I hope that was rubber. Um, <laughs> Maybe it was. But it's Indian. Maybe it wasn't. It's Indian cinema, so you never know. Exactly, could be anything. But um, yeah, R. Well, R. David Harbour's in Extraction <clears> as well. Yeah, R. R.'s um, top notch stuff. Yeah, better get nominated for best picture. I want it to get nominated for best cinematography, best sound. Best cinematography is pretty much a lock in for like everything, everywhere, all at once. You reckon? 
maybe. No, that'd be special effects. They'll give it special effects. It'll be like a lot of these effects. Everything ever all wants is going to get ignored at the Oscars. Oh, yeah, face. it's not going to get anything. <laughs> That's the Have film. they announced the nominations yet? No, no, yeah. No, it'll be soon, won't it? Yeah. It'll be fucking boring stuff. Weird Al, give that a best... Perf- Daniel Radcliffe... Oh, God! ...should get a fucking... Damn it! That would have been my film of the year if Daniel I Daniel Radcliffe it. should get a, a best actor nomination yeah, he, he was for good. that film. He's right. so good. I told you I rewatched. Um, I rewatched. Um, what's it called? Um, that office worker thing where they're all angels. Um, I can't remember the fucking name of it now. Harry Potter. No, like he did. Like he's he's. There's a fourth series coming out, but it's just him and Steve Buscemi are in every series. Um, and uh, and the most recent one was like based on the Oregon Trail, and Daniel Radcliffe is a priest, and then Steve Buscemi is like this wanted outlaw. And they're just like, I can get you across the Oregon Trail. It's like, oh, really? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I can do that. And he's just on the run, basically. And uh, it's really good. Like, Daniel Radcliffe is fucking incredible in it. It's so funny. <laughs> but yeah, really, really good series. Yeah, anyway, that's 2022, dumb. Yeah, thank fuck for that. Put a cap in it. Well, we'll be back. Be back in two weeks to review our do Can our you first mumble show. louder? We'll be back in two weeks to do our first show, official show of 2023. This is unofficial. This is like a bootleg. It's like uh, it's like like the gig you didn't go to. Um, I'm going to try not to get sick again in the next two weeks. It won't happen because you've got that shitty vegan immune system. That and I'm also dating a few people. Your dick's going to fall off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna point at my dick. I'm gonna say I'm gonna fuck you into another universe, <laughs> and he's just gonna drop off. I want that to be their catchphrase. Listen really quietly, and here we go. Ding. <laughs> it's so quiet you can hear a prick drop. Anyway, so your Mellow Gaming on YouTube, your LV54 Space Monkey on Twitter, fucking heinous accusation. Wild Wars Hat on Twitter. You're also um, official Rishi Sunak on Twitter, aren't you? Yeah, I've got the Prime Minister's Yeah, is that still Twitter you? Account. Yeah. yeah. Good, good, good. Um, and I am Crit Apocalypse Everywhere. We'll be back in two weeks to discuss more things and stuff. A little little bit of a uh, little bit of a tease. I am gonna play um I'm gonna play The Last of Us remake on PS5. I assume. It's going to be exactly the fucking same as it was. Just watch the TV show while holding a controller. That's, that's coming out. It's going to be out soon. It's going to be out by I'm the not, next I, episode. First episode will be out. Do not give a shit. Do you not? No. I'm, I like Obviously, it. I'm going to watch the Twisted Metal series when that comes out. If that comes out. Real keen. That's been filmed. It's been the filming it now. It's, really? Yeah. Yeah, that film. That series is where, coming. Where are they going to release it? On Crackle? It'll be on... Um, Crackle. So he's- Roku TV. <laughs> like the Weird Al movie, so everyone pirates it. <laughs> I still love the fact they did that. <laughs> It'd be on YouTube Red. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? By next, by the next episode, Logan Paul might have been sued for his little cryptozoo bullshit. Nothing happens to them fuckers. Yeah, I know. Mm. Donald Trump might have been indicted by then because he's he's in pro- he's in problems. He's having problems, isn't he? Because no, they got a Jan six. No, way. nothing fucking happens to those people. No, they're all fucking scumbags. Well, it's a dog shit place. We might have a new prime minister in the next two weeks. Should we put money on it? I mean, that's just normal. Nowadays. That's normal now, yeah, for the Tories. We had three prime ministers last year. Yeah, we did, and none of them were very good. And somehow, it's not a problem for no Tories. Love it. Yeah. They love it because yeah. you know. You think there should be some rule in place? Yeah, like you think that maybe if a if like a a political party commits a lot of crimes, 
then they shouldn't they be allowed. They have to keep replacing their Prime Minister for anything other than death. In the course of a year, a general election should be triggered automatically. And they should not be allowed to run. Hmm. Because they cannot govern. All right. Well, as always, bye everyone. Rishi Sunak is fucking the country into oblivion. I would have picked on him at school. I would have just fucking slapped him around a little bit. I would, I would have just... just he's, but he wouldn't have been at my, any of my schools. No. No. Nor mine. No. Nor mine. He's a posh kid. He's such a twat. A rich dad. He's, he's genuinely parents. just one of those big old twats, isn't he? He's the kind of kid who'd go to school and he'd be like, where do people pick on the daddy? I'm so friendly with all the boys, daddy. I just tell them about all the stuff we've done on the weekend. Like when we did dressage with the horses, daddy. Why didn't they like me, daddy? I'd be like, stop fucking talking like that. Why could I never get a girlfriend, daddy? Why did the ladies not like me? It just, you know, goes to the rich dating website. They get the, you know, the Millionaires Club website. Where was that? What's that one for millionaires? Oh, uh, yeah, I know the one. Yeah, you yeah. Yeah, when I win the lottery, I'll be on there. Yeah, yeah I've got to get on there. Yeah. I'm gonna give that a go. Yeah, I need to marry her. Um, a good English rose, which is apparently the phrase of the day. Did you see that Big Sue was defending the the Tories the other day? She's like a proper toff now. Oh, she's royal family. Yeah, she is. Yes. Did you know that? Did you know Big Sue's royal Prince family? Also oh. defending Prince Andrew because Prince Andrew because her husband's probably fuck. implicated into the. Yeah, he's probably a nonce as well. Yeah. To be fair, royal family. But no, there was a lady on LBC who was like, where the interview, the woman doing on presenter, yeah. was like, "Well, you see, the problem it all boils down to is that you just don't like her because of who she is." She's like, "It's not that. I just think Harry should have married an, an English rose like his brother did." Ugh. I was like, "So exactly that." <laughs> yeah, so exactly that. The fact she's black. Yeah. Do you know who is an English rose? Who? Kate Blanchett. She is. Kate yeah. Blanchett is an English rose. And- Kate um, Beckinsale, Kira Knightley, Kate English Rose, yeah, yeah, Kira Knightley. Um, who's the mill from American Pie? She can be an English Rose too. She's not English. That does that. Uh, I don't care. Neither are half the royal family. That's true. Most of them are German. Yeah, and cousins. Anna Kendrick, English Rose. Anna Kendrick is an English Rose. Yeah, Anna Kendrick, English yeah. Rose. Lupita Nyong'o, English Rose. That's that's colonialism. Um, oh no. That might be colonialism. Really? Yeah. Could she still be an English eraser? She's a big fucking nerd, though, that woman. Is she? They need to do more interviews where she talks about how much of a fucking nerd she is. What did she do? She is obsessed with Final Fantasy games. Oh, really? <laughs> She's like a massive Final Fantasy. We need to get her and Robert Patterson to do an interview together. <laughs> yeah. Just fucking start a Let's Play channel. Have you seen Robert Patterson awkwardly having an interview for the Batman press release? And he's got, um, what's her name? Um... What's the name of the lady who played Catwoman? It's uh, Thingy's... Zoe Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz. He's got Zoe Kravitz sitting next to him, and uh, the guy goes, is it true you cried when you played a video game? And uh, Robert Pattinson's just like, oh, look, right? <laughs> Everyone cried during Final Fantasy VII when uh, Tifa... No, it's not Tifa, it's... Um, Aerith. Aerith dies. And uh, and she's like, what is this? And he goes, it's a video game. <laughs> like, that's like, oh. <laughs> Everyone cried. <laughs> he start using gamer words like Henry Cavill does no he's not Henry Cavill that Henry Cavill might be a bad seed that's been coming out recently isn't it well there was years ago but no one paid attention yeah I know we've been dating like a 19 year old yeah freaking a bit weird yeah he's when he was like 30 odd yeah yeah bit, bit weird hey look you know how pedophiles get around that they just say girls mature faster than Ben that's how they try and try and justify so yeah he's like a 19 year old yeah 
basically saying, I'm like a child. Yeah, I'm allowed to fuck children because I am one. Yeah. Because <laughs> girls mature faster than mine. I'm a mature person. Yeah, that's what the, isn't that, isn't that what the uh, Jehovah's Witnesses say? <laughs> Those fucking weird adult losers like with their video games and their action figures and their comic books. Hey, look, at least you're not on Twitter trying to defend Lolly. Anyway, I've got, um, <laughs> got a legacy Giaxus. Yeah, it changes into a 2,000-year-old uh, uh, demon that looks like a 12-year-old. Brentosaur on Twitter sent me it. Oh, really? Yeah, I got, yes. it, from a, got it from a fan. Oh, uh, shout out to Brentosaur. Does, does he listen to the podcast? No, no, he's yeah, probably, think so. probably for the best. Yeah, uh, he probably no wouldn't one, like this. No one should listen. Yeah, to if it. you're I not, probably delete it. To be if, honest, if, um, if you are in any way a right wing, um, if you're if you're leaning right politically and you listen to this podcast, good for you. It's good to get the perspective of sensible people that aren't fucking arseholes. Why did you get to? Why is your brain inventing scenarios constantly? I don't know. Got to stay on my toes. You can't help yourself. Got to stay on my toes, mate. Brent's a good lad. No, I don't think Brent's right wing. I'm saying that if anyone who listens you to the podcast... You assume, because he's American. I mean, yeah. Is he religious? No. He doesn't even believe he's in... He's a good lad, though. He he had needed new hearing aids last year in the Transformers community. Oh. Um, raised money for him to get the best fucking hearing aids he could. Look, here, listen here, Brent. I love you. I don't mean any of what I'm saying. It's a really good figure. I don't I don't think Brent, Brent is right wing, because I, I feel like he's too nice a guy to be right wing. He's not an arsehole, you know? Anyway, Brett, vote Brett, vote Bernie Sanders. <laughs> vote someone under the age of 70. Yeah, that's In a good any idea. election. Actually, yeah. it's not working out so great. Oh, wait, we didn't vote for any of them. No, that's right. The yeah. last the last prime minister we had was old that we voted for. Yeah, 150 years old. Anyway, um, bye. I want to end this now. Bye, everyone. Fucking... Bye. Bye.